The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. And so many of you have given us feedback about all the various different podcast series that we've been doing from our failure series to our generative AI series, our trustworthy AI series, and so many more that uh, we'd like to keep getting your feedback. So please, for those of you who are listeners, don't be shy. <laughs> Email us, provide comments, even rate us, review us on your favorite podcast platform. We always love to hear what you are most interested in hearing about, especially as we sort of get into 2024 and we look at all the various different uh, things that we're going to be talking about for this year that is here. Uh, so I uh, really want to thank you. And of course, one of the biggest areas of popularity are our interviews with people who are really putting AI into practice. And well, we're going to be doing a little bit more of that for you on this podcast here today. Exactly. We love to bring in folks from different industries so they can talk about what they are doing in their AI journeys as well. So we're excited to have with us today Nandini Nanda Kumar, who is Global Marketing Director at Smirnoff at Diageo. So welcome and thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you, Ron. Uh, thank you for inviting me. And hello, everyone. Uh, really excited to be here. And I'm looking forward uh, to our conversation today. We're looking forward to it as well. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and now your current role at Diageo. Perfect. So I am Nandini and I am uh, currently the global marketing director uh, for Smirnoff with Diageo. Um, and Diageo is a global spirits giant. Uh, we are the makers of iconic brands like Smirnoff, Guinness, Johnny Walker, and many more. Uh, we are all about celebrating life every day, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, I've been with Diageo for the last eight years. Uh, in fact, uh, today, as we are recording this, uh, today is my eight-year work anniversary as well. <laughs> so um, Happy it's been anniversary. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that, Ron. Um, so in this current role, I am responsible for the creative leadership for the brand Smirnoff for across the world. Uh, as we are moving into a new brand world, uh, both from what the brand stands for and also how we look from a visual uh, world point of view. Before uh, this role, I have been also with Diageo Ireland as their head of marketing for spirits and with Diageo India as well across multiple portfolio. Um, I'm incredibly proud of the work over the years in marketing uh, of brands which have performed quite well with great equity and also bring uh, leading teams uh, and, and marketing tribes as, as I love to call them uh, to deliver some incredible results uh, with Diageo. I'm also an engineer, a uh, little less known fact, uh, and uh, an MBA uh, by vocation. And I love the science and art of things. And, and that's what keeps me interested in marketing and the power of marketing to make an impact in the world, both for business, uh, top and bottom line, and also consumers and society at large. Well, so funny. all in all, it's uh, nothing short of an adventure in itself over the eight years across multiple continents, people, culture, and brands. Wow, that's fantastic. And you know, Diageo is a huge brand. 
And it's interesting because you're in all these different cultures and they all have different sort of relationships to the, the various different spirits and brands that uh, Diageo has, which is kind of interesting and unique. And well, that's the challenge of marketing. But on this podcast, we're not going to spend too much time on marketing. We're going to spend more time on the AI component <laughs> and the data component as well. So maybe provide for our listeners some insights because maybe they don't know necessarily about all the interesting ways in which AI is being applied. It may be some of examples of how AI-driven technologies are enhancing areas such as marketing and product innovation and some of the other areas, both within Diageo and maybe maybe to, to some extent what you see broadly in the CPG category. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, big disclaimer as I start this conversation to say that I am not an expert when it comes to AI, but as a practicing ma marketer, I see endless possibilities and that's what I'm really excited to share uh, in the conversation. So I, I would say marketing and AI, they are not you know, new friends. Uh, the relationship has been there for a long time. Over the years, we have always used um, the capabilities of AI in terms of predictive uh, modeling, uh, consumer segmentation. And also uh, um, we have seen um, the ability for AI to do big data crunching, to recommend products for consumers who are interested. So bringing in a lot more of efficiencies in that sense, right? But I guess uh, what we are all excited right now as marketers, as I talked about my love for art and science is in this conversation of generative AI, I think which has changed um, our interest and our adoption journey as such uh, on, on AI in marketing. Couple of things here, right? I mean, there are multiple, um, you know, use cases as I would look at when it comes to generative AI. Um, and the way I would frame it is in uh, areas where it has helped us marketers, starting with why, right? AI has been able to really help us um, influence why we need to um, or, or understand the consumer intent in a better way so that it helps us strategize better by addressing the consumer needs in a, in a much uh, better way in that sense, right? Even within Diageo, we have um, systems like Foresights, which help us predict the bigger macro trends so that we are equipped to kind of address the needs ahead of time based on predictive methods, right? The second is what, right? I mean, when it comes to generative AI, what has caught all of our imagination as marketers is its ability to kind of take text and then bring alive different mediums, different executions, um, and convert it into video format in itself and create something new based on similar patterns. That has really um, you know, change the way we look at the applications uh, within marketing. So I think creative is, and 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 like I said, my role currently as a creative uh, marketer, the possibilities of really using AI to create content um, has has you know revolutionized. I have to say, right, uh, right from time saving, the cost, the scale, um, uh, everything, right. And for me personally, in the work environment, storytelling, uh, many a times video is a great format, but we get into that net, uh, get in that space of, you know, time and cost and money. And, and that's where AI has helped us get into that more model of um, conceptualization to execution in a much faster pace as such. So that's a great example. And hyper-personalization is something that, again, from a creative point of view, your ability to address that audience of one is something that we are really using. So one of the examples back from Ireland is when we looked at AI tool to create um, 
uh, glassware, which is custom made for each consumer. I thought it was a brilliant uh, possibility and an execution that we are looking at. Um, two more things when it comes to how uh, AI has been able to really enhance consumer experience. Uh, and one, one example from, again, Diageo is our What's Your Whiskey platform, where it is a platform which helps us identify the um, you know, flavor profile for consumers based on their preference from a food and other uh, beverage uh, choice perspective. Whiskey is a tricky category. So AI has been able to kind of really help consumers understand their fla flavor profile in a very simple tool as such. Uh, lastly, uh, on where we really reach our consumers. And that's where media and efficiencies using AI uh, is really changing the way we look at uh, media execution. So we are in a place where we really look at content being delivered to consumers uh, in the right moments, in the right screens, and in the right formats. And in all these three, identifying uh, the consumer at the right points, with the right formats and in the right you know, devices is where AI has been really helpful. I have to be honest, we are in a learning journey on this. We are starting on these couple of areas like I gave a couple of examples, but yes, we are in a very, very nascent stage, uh, but we are playing around. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I, you know, everybody's on a journey. So some people are farther <laughs> along than others, but you're on the journey, which is the most important part. And I like that you talked about hyper personalization, you know, treating each individual as an individual, how you can how you can do that. I think this is the marketer's dream, right? And so now Absolutely. with the help of Absolutely. AI, yeah, we can actually do that. Um, you know, and also you talked about generative AI. Everybody's talking about that these days. And so how can you apply that to what you're doing and how can you, you know, help kind of move forward with that? It's really empowered everybody, I think, to have AI right at their fingertips. So when it comes to CPG companies in general, I mean, you know, I think data is powering just about every single industry. And so it's, uh, you know, no different with CPG companies. But how do you navigate the complexities of integra integrating diverse data sources, such as consumer behavior to market trends, and then derive meaningful insights? And how are you using AI here to help with that? Yeah. Um, uh, I, um, first thing is to uh, realize uh, that the consumer journeys have really transformed, right? I mean, it is not anymore very linear in the way we have traditionally seen, uh, right? From consideration to awareness to actual action. It is getting into what we call as an infinite loop, uh, which means multiple touch points, multiple modes of interaction with the product uh, in consideration. Uh, and that's where I believe uh, AI's capability of really marrying data sources or uh, multiple data sources and really helping us decipher that into actionable insights is where we are really relying on uh, you know ai in that sense right so we get to understand where which are the touch points what's the kind of interaction uh, really spelling it down into a simple um, insight is what we are really looking at ai and and that's something that one of the examples i was saying is Within Diageo, we have Foresights as a tool. We have just released the report. So there is a lot of those um, uh, tools within the planning uh, function within Diageo where we are drawing insights as marketers. Um, yeah. Sorry. 
That, that's great. No, that's that's great insight. And uh, I think, you know, the data aspect to it, it's interesting to learn that the marketing, ha- marketing has changed. You mentioned from being very linear to infinite, to this infinite loop, which I don't know if marketers like to hear that because like you need to get out of that loop at some point. But, mm-hmm. uh, but may, may, actually, I know this is sort of maybe just want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Like, you know, what what do you think is the reason for that change? Is there something like, you know, maybe people are consuming media differently, maybe people have different relationships with brands? Is this something that has something to do with AI and data or is completely uh, separate from the from where we are with AI and data? I would start with the first one of consumer behavior in itself has changed. Uh, the number of mediums we are uh, touching the uh, audience with has multi-pronged, I mean multifold increased, right? Uh, I was reading one of the stats the other day to say that connected TV uh, as a medium, there is close to like 78% of people who are on connected TV. So while you're watching TV, you're also engaged with mobile and you're considering a you know product purchase. So there is a lot of uh, consumer behavior change which has happened. On coming on, is does AI has a role to play? Possibly, right? As, as marketers are engaging users with more relevant messages, they are having, you know, interactions with multiple mediums as they are engaged in a, you know, passive viewing. Uh, I would say a bit of both of consumer behavior to begin with. But as we are, you know, showing more relevant communication content, they are also doing more of it. Um, so it, it's actually a, a bit of a, a bit of both happening. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I mean, we found that people have maybe shorter attention spans than they used to, and uh, what gets their attention might not necessarily have worked now, didn't work before, and worked before doesn't work now. So it's kind of interesting. And actually, kind of to that point, you know, this is yeah. sort of follow up question here. Like, you know, things are changing even in the world of AI. Like, things are just constantly. It's actually it's almost hard to keep up. Fortunately for our AI Today listeners, don't worry. We're keeping up with all of it. So we will keep you informed, our listeners. But for you that where, you know, you need AI for your job, but you're not always, you know, connected to everything that's happening every minute. You know, how are you staying up to date? I mean, how are you keeping up? Because you not only need to stay up to date, but you need to stay ahead of uh, the AI advancements. So mainly so that your AI strategies stay agile, stay relevant. Um, so you know, how are you going about uh, doing that to maintain relevance? Absolutely. Uh, I would start with the first point that you said, Ron. Um, it is it is uh, great that we have, uh, you know, a podcast like yours, AI Today, where we get to kind of keep up to date on what's happening in the world of AI, right? So the first thing is to keep yourself, make an effort to learn. Um, I think it is, uh, while we might not be even subject matter experts, even to understand the possibilities, it is important for, you know, leaders like me, and, and my colleagues and peers to really stay up to date and learn uh, a lot uh, as we go through because it is changing at the speed of light uh, uh, to say the least, right? Um, uh, so first is learning. Uh, and second is within Diageo, say for example, we have a culture of really uh, collaborating and sharing the knowledge uh, within within teams. Uh, and we have subject matter experts who sits within our, within our companies, right? Uh, and, and that's where a lot of, sharing of knowledge is also important. It is not enough to be an island of knowledge. It is also important to kind of share and learn from each other. Third is definitely it doesn't stop at just understanding. It's also begins by experimenting. A couple of examples that I've narrated in the conversation is examples of that. Start by, uh, you know, trying out, experimenting. And that's something that we are embracing absolutely. 
as marketers, again, that's something that comes very naturally for us. So we are really excited on the possibilities of AI. Um, start uh, small, uh, but learn big is the is the mantra that we are really looking at for AI. Um, and, th- and, and possibly the next aspect is bring your partners along, uh, especially in creative journey. Uh, there is a lot of um, you know, collaboration, not just within the company, but also with our agency ecosystem that we are, uh, you know, we have to make that shift. And that's something that we are also doing. We are not limiting the sharing of knowledge, experimenting only within the company, but also bringing the partners along. And as we do that, I believe it's also about you know, uh, putting that learning into a framework to help us identify the risks for future and possibilities, right? Balance in both on what what are the possibilities, keep adding to the list, but also identify the risks because this is a uncharted territory for us. Uh, so it's important to identify the risk along the way as well. So that's what I would say on keeping up abreast on the on the change. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you talked about don't be an island of knowledge, right? You want to be sharing and collaborative. And we definitely agree with that. Also, you said think big, start small, iterate often. That is definitely what we propose. You know, you want to think big, have the big idea in mind, but then start small. We've seen far too often AI projects fail because they think big and start big. It's Mm. like, well, you know, you've never done an AI project before. (laughs) You're going with the hardest pattern of AI. Maybe you're going with the autonomous pattern. or uh, And so why do that? And of course, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so at Cognolytica, you know, we're big advocates of doing AI right, following best practices, methodologies. And so we're advocates of CPM AI methodology, which is a step-by-step iterative approach on how to run and manage AI projects for success, because unfortunately, far too many AI projects fail. There's, you know, statistics anywhere 80 to 85% of AI projects fail, and it doesn't have to be that way. So we say, uh, you know, definitely uh, learn from others, understand best practices, and get a certification. So we offer our CPMAI training and certification. And for our listeners, we also offer a free intro to CPMAI course so that you can learn more about it. Go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI if you'd like to sign up. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But we also talk about, you know, you had said, well, uh, you ha- you're on your AI journey and AI can be incredibly transformative. It can do some wonderful things. But with any technology, there are some challenges that come along with that. So what have you seen as some of the challenges that you've faced when it comes to AI adoption in the consumer packaged good industry? Yeah, uh, I I think uh, on the adoption journey, one of the things that I have, um, you know, realized or seen uh, as, as marketers is there is a big FOMO which is happening. Everybody is talking about AI and and wanting to jump on that bandwagon. Uh, but everybody is feeling that bit of, am I, am I too late to the party? Am I too early to the party? What is happening, right? Um, And that's where uh, I would say, you know, uh, we are all starting new and we are on that journey and we will, of course, face challenges. So one of the stats that um, uh, I, uh, when I was catching up on walk, uh, toolkit, uh, marketers toolkit for this year. One of the stats which came out in the AI adoption journey was 58% of people uh, of marketers are saying that they are wary about, uh, you know, um, using AI in and that journey. So that comes with uh, a lot of a lot of reason behind that is that fear of challenges uh, as such, right? So I would say a couple of areas that we need to um, address head on is. 
deep fake right as brand custodians um, i believe one of the areas that we are uh, really um, worried about or thinking twice over is how do we avoid how do we protect brands and of course consumers from uh, deep fake uh, um, videos and usage uh, content as such right second is implicit bias which comes with ai that's one of the areas that is a big challenge for um, a brand like Smirnoff, for example, which is all about progressive gender portrayal, diverse communities to be showcased. Since AI is um, dependent on, you know, uh, fed in patterns, which might have implicit biases built into it, the output also comes uh, with that particular challenge, right? So how do we uh, address it and become better at it uh, so that we have better representation of you know gender and and the diverse community a correct portrayal of the communities as such so how do you address the implicit bias is possible or implicit bias is a key challenge which is there lastly i think fear right i would say uh, many a times you are not even taking that first step so one of the biggest challenge in that ai adoption journey is your own fear of what comes out of it and then there is no better way to address it than start uh, small, right? So I would say these are a couple of things which are top of mind uh, on adoption journey challenges. Yeah, it's really interesting because you talk about where people are in the journey. Is it too late? Is it too early? FOMO? Absolutely part of it. People should have a little bit of a fear of missing out because they're peers are probably doing stuff with AI, if it's not you. And also the other thing is like AI is becoming embedded in all the tools we use. So you, you'll open up a uh, word or Excel, there'll be that little magic sparkle there. It's the, so AI is becoming part of everything. So it's going to be hard to ignore that is for sure. And I think, you know, being passive and sort of waiting for the world to, I don't know, do something, uh, is probably not the best way either. So we tell our audience like, yes, everybody's fairly early on this journey, unless you're, you know, one of the researchers who have been working on AI for decades, or you have the pockets to have people like that, you are probably like everyone else, which is somewhere in the early part of your AI journey, which is perfectly fine, as long as you realize that this is a transformative moment. It's not a fad. So I just want to point this out. Like, is it going to be gone tomorrow? I think at this point, it is here to stay. So the question is, it's just like the internet was a big movement. Social media was a big movement. Mobile technology was a big movement. Cloud computing, big movement. All of these things have, you know, they happen. <laughs> and it's just up to you to decide how you leverage it for your benefit. So I'm with you. Everybody is fairly early. But yes, that journey is, uh, there's the reward in the journey. So continue along on that journey. And so I guess maybe thinking about this journey, this may be a hard question. It's hard for even for us to answer this question. But kind of where do you see AI heading, especially within your industry, within CPG in, in particular, in the next, well, I would say five to 10 years, but it's hard to even look one or two years ahead, but kind of where do you see things going? Yeah, of course, Ron, it's a, it's a difficult question to predict the future. And I wish uh, AI would help me also predict the future on AI, right? <laughs> uh, but I would say uh, the rewards are out there, right? I mean, you are, like you right, rightly said, the rewards are out there for us to see, use cases are out there, um, out to see. Couple of things that I, I am looking at, right? Hyper-personalization from a CPG point of view, CPG industry point of view, it's it's a game changer. Um, and I, I would definitely look at uh, hyper-personalization as one of the big um, you know, trends or big applications that we will see more of uh, in the next uh, couple of years or in the next decade. 
second, the efficiencies that I talked about, right? I think um, uh, how and where you deliver an improving consumer journey, again, from a fast-moving goods perspective, that's a game changer to really stand out versus your competition. So I guess uh, the question will be how, how effectively you are able to differentiate and use AI to your advantage, possibly could be a differentiator, but definitely efficiencies is something that we will definitely see more of uh, in future. Uh, one area I would love to see more of um, is innovation. And it's, uh, it, when I say product uh, innovation, particularly product innovation, new product development, I believe uh, we have reached that phase of a text to audio video. I would love to extend it also to a 3D prototyping because a lot of our industry is also about that actual product. So if we are able to kind of prototype at the speed um, in which we are generating content, I think that will be the next phase of application that we, we would love to embrace uh, within the industry. Uh, so these are the couple of areas that I would really look at. Uh, I want to also bring in a perspective of um, uh, what is AI uh, helping us transform from a people perspective and people capability point of view. I think AI will, uh, you know, transform the game right uh, on all the three aspects, right? The time, the cost and the scale. Uh, and I don't think um, we will be able to compete AI and AI will do a fabulous job on all the three in the next decade where we will be forced to really step up our game is on the quality uh, and, and how do you really change the game um, and, and do better than AI on uh, creative aspects is where I, I'm really also excited in this you know, journey as AI really matures in its adoption journey. How as marketers step up their game and really transform creative uh, quality? Um, that's That's what I would say. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because there's things that AI and technology in general are really good at, and there's things that humans are really good at. So we always say it's this idea of combining them together to give you augmented intelligence. So you're not replacing the human, but just using the technology for the human to do their job or their task or their role a lot better. So um, things have become really exciting, especially with large language models over the past year, with kind of seeing augmented intelligence progress and really become a reality in areas that it wasn't before. So, um, you know, that's something that I'm super excited about. We always like to wrap up our podcasts asking all of our guests guests the same question, because no matter how many times we ask, we always get such varied response because you're able to bring your own unique experiences and backgrounds into this question. As a final note, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to organizations and beyond? As you would have, uh, you know, guessed by the end of this conversation, I am personally very bullish, um, Kathleen, on on AI, um, and I completely uh, believe that here it is here to stay. Uh, it is only the starting stage of that transformation uh, and, and the possibilities. We are just imagining the possibilities. It's a, it's a fabulous solution uh, and we just have to find the right problems to uh, help uh, AI to solve, uh, right? So I, I would put it that way, that, you know, it's it's a great solution. We just have to have enough problems to challenge it and, and really use the benefits of it. Uh, and in in our industry, we are already uh, you know comparing this to uh, Ron. You also said this, right? Internet and how internet changed the way we look at it. We are already comparing AI into that kind of a big transformative change, and we have seen how external factors like pandemic 
has accelerated that uh, you know journey adoption journey of say digital connectivity i am i am kind of looking at that way on ai that it is here to stay it's just about a matter of uh, time we are already embracing it uh, we would all uh, we will start seeing the benefits and possibilities um, uh, come into play uh, in the near future yeah, absolutely. I mean, pandemic did change a lot. We've been hearing from a lot of people that, you know, of course, the work from home movement, just in general, people valuing their time differently, adjustments to the way people learn, uh, you know, learning, <laughs> all this stuff, kind of, of course, the acceleration of all the virtual technologies. And maybe, maybe that did play a part in the acceleration of AI in general, because people started thinking about, there are a bunch of things that we used to require people to do in person because that's what we had to do. But now all of a sudden we couldn't do things in person and it accelerated natural language processing, a bunch of stuff around, of course, all the automation plays accelerated, all the RPA stuff. And of course, all this other stuff of autonomous systems, semi-autonomous systems, augmented intelligence systems. So it probably actually did play a significant role in it. Maybe we were going to get there, but maybe people threw more money into it and more research into it and more and accelerated things. And maybe the venture capitalists decided it was worth throwing more money into it. So, so yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that might be part of uh, what that's what's happening here. And I think this is some of the area for us, even as we keep track of it, we listen to our podcast from 2017, 2018, and going into like last year or something, we were like, are we going to get into a, an AI winter? And then ChatGPT happened. We we're like, nope. <laughs> and we, we crossed the chasm. Not only did it get into the winter, but like this went mainstream. So uh, this has been fantastic, Nindy. I think, I think you have, even though you're focused in what you do in your industry and its application, even to the specific area of marketing, your insights are very broadly applicable across anybody who's doing stuff with AI, across any industry and whatever role. And I think that's the great thing, all the great reason why we love talking to folks like you. So thank you so much for sharing your insights insights uh, with our AI Today audience. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. This was such a wonderful discussion and podcast. And listeners, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. Also, make sure to rate and subscribe and rate our podcast and leave a review as well. We love to hear from our listeners. So I'll link to that in the show notes so that you can click on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or give us one on your favorite podcast platform. I will also link to the CPMAI certification in the show notes and our free intro to CPMAI course at aitoday.live slash CPMAI. So thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.